It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Guy who's gone backwards defensively by a lot is Brandon Nemo. It is, and we'll do a deep dive on Nimmo probably during the offseason because his offensive numbers are not that far off from last year. So his power's up, his on-base is down. His on-base isn't even down as much as you think it is. But here's what is down. Brandon Nimmo's defense in center field. There have been, including in this series, the Julio Rodriguez triple. Like, Nimmo's got to make that play. Now, it's not an error. But you're watching it, and you know that last year, Brandon Nimmo puts that in his back pocket. This season, Brandon Nimmo mistimes his jump, and Julio ends up on third base. So, (coughs) excuse me, without going through each guy individually, Pete's been fine. Lindor's been mostly awesome. Obviously, Marte went backwards while he was playing. Um, Nimmo has gone backwards defensively. He's had the big issue. Uh, Let's get to Friday's game. Kodai Senga. I mean, use whatever adjective you want to use. He has been unbelievable. And Pete Hoffman needs to apologize to him. Because earlier this season, walks too many guys. I don't know how good he is. Blah, blah, blah. You could see through it. You didn't know, Pete. Kodai Senga was good early on. He had his moments, but he was good. You can see the brilliance. And now... The brilliance has come full circle to the point where I think he's third in the National League in ERA. So while I cough, I'm going to give you a few minutes to wax poetic about Kodai Senga. Go ahead. Yes, I will. I will uh, apologize to Kodai for originally saying that uh, he was a subpar pitcher. Listen, let's be serious. He was walking a lot of guys to start the season off. He still has those issues. But he he's a battler. He's a much better pitcher than, let's say, Marcus Stroman was when he was with the Mets. Because if you want to comp the two, Stroman would put a lot of people on base and battle through five innings. Sanga does it more effectively. He's got a much nastier, uh, you know, out pitch than Stroman does. And you're right. Like, he just is now taking over where you could see him potentially just being the ace of the staff in the future. Well, see, you hit on it. I think he can be. And I think what was so encouraging, or there were two things encouraging about Senga earlier this season, despite his struggles. Number one, there were moments where he dominated. You know, maybe not for long stretches, but you can see the domination. And number two, he always showed a lot of poise in big spots when he would run into trouble. And we saw that in his very first spring training game. I think he walked the first two Cardinals he faced and was facing Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and got through that first inning. It was a spring training game. Who cares? But I think Senga's got a lot of moxie. He's got a lot of guts. So he's got guts, and we have seen periods of time, and we saw it on Friday night against a very good Mariner lineup, where he can dominate. 
So what is the limit for Kodai Senga? I mean, considering his rookie season has led to a low three ERA and he's gotten better as the season's gone on, I think his ceiling is, yeah, he can be a top line rotation guy. You know, staying healthy is the key. So far, I knock on wood, he has been healthy. Uh, he has been, in many ways, the biggest positive of this season. Now, when you look around and say, <laughs> who's the MVP of the team? I remember in the first half, I argued it was David Robertson. Obviously, he's long gone. I think the MVP of the team is Kodai Sanganap. You know, you could argue Lindor, sure, and Pete Alonso and anybody who's out there every single day in this lineup, but think about this rotation. Think about the injuries earlier this season, the guys that were in and out. Think about this rotation now. That constant has been Senga, and he was great on Friday night. I do want to give some flowers. <coughs> See, now I'm struggling, man. I, got, I had like a good first 20 minutes, and now it's... Ugh. Uh, I want to give uh, some credit to Vogelback because that at-bat against Munoz in the eighth inning was a great at-bat. So as much as we rip him and destroy him and we'll talk about his bad base running on Saturday, that was a really good at-bat. Now, it doesn't mean Buck should play him every single day. It doesn't mean he should be blindly in the lineup against any right-hand pitcher they face. But that was a clutch at-bat. It was an impressive at-bat. So you don't want to give him credit, Pete. I can tell in your eyes right now, like even... On a game-winning hit, you don't uh, against a tough sinker ball pitcher in Andres Munoz. You don't want to give this fat guy credit. No, I really don't. It's 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 because if you give him credit, that gives the the organization a pass on. Like, hey, look, we told you he could be good. Which, by the way, can I just say something? And it's actually like I, it is actually giving Vogelback a bit of credit. I think in the past two seasons, he's batted about six hundred fifty times, something around that. I did the numbers real quick. Do you know how what his numbers are on those 650? Whole, not good. Actually, no, they're not terrible. He's got 31 home runs and almost 100 RBIs. His batting average is terrible. It's 227. Right. But think about what we always talk about. If you can get a DH to put up 30 and 100, is it bad? I mean, I know Vogelbeck is only playing half a season because – he just, he's a left-handed bat. He he goes in there to, to hit against right-handed pitchers. Do you know any hits he has against lefties this season? Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team uh, all of them i think no no how many he, hits he has against left-handed pitching oh, against, this oh, season oh, against, oh zero zero is that <laughs> not unbelievable like even by accident 
Like, ah, it's a lefty on the mound. Uh, Buck's not pinch hitting. He doesn't have a ready on the bench. Like, accidentally, he doesn't have a singing CNI single against a left-handed pitcher. That's a that is amazing to me. It's amazing, but again, but that just goes to show that I don't want to give the team credit, but he does kind of do what they want him to do. Be that lefty bat that kind of has a little pop in it. I hate okay, to say so, that. But 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 here's the problem. I'm not trying to give the team credit. I'm merely saying he had a good at bat. Like that that is all I'm saying. In the eighth inning of a tie game against one of the nastier relievers in baseball, he had a great at bat. That's not even debatable. That's a factual sentence. He faced a really good reliever, check. He fouled a bunch of pitches off, check. He went the other way and got the game-winning hit, check. So I'm not saying I want him DHing next year. I'm not even saying he's a good guy. I'm not saying Buck's smart for playing him every day. I still didn't want him in the lineup on Saturday night. I am merely saying on Friday night, when the Mets won 2-1 to one and he got the game-winning hit against Munoz, that was a good at-bat. You can't even agree with that. Remember, remember Pat Mazika? Remember when he hit like a game-winning home run? I do, like, th- yes. Things, things happen. Baseball's crazy. By the way, Daniel Vogelback <laughs> this season is 0 for 15 against lefties. So he's had 250 at-bats against righties. He's had 15 at-bats against lefties. And he's 0 for 15 with eight strikeouts and one walk. So. Yeah. Look, oh, we got a walk. That's nice. Hey, did you catch, by the way, um, Pete Alonso? Maybe we give, give Pete Alonso a little a flower as well. Giving Kodai Sanga the game ball after uh, yeah. he got ball from the game. That's because Pete's an incredible clubhouse guy. That's why. And everybody loves him. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Now, let me get to the second game of this series. So I-, I was hopeful that David Peterson, following up his brilliance on Sunday against the Angels, This was a chance for him because David Peterson's return to the rotation has been almost incomplete. Like, let me go through his starts real quick, just to jog your memory. Against the Orioles, three scoreless innings, ton of base runners. They had a pitch count on him because he was working out of the bullpen prior. So how do you judge three scoreless innings? You really can't. His next start against the Cubs, three and two thirds, two runs. Same thing. Ton of base runners, tons of pitches. You can't even judge it. His next start against the Pirates. Three and two-thirds innings, one run. Same thing. Like, same thing. His first three starts, he didn't pitch long enough for really to offer any strong opinion one way or the other. Then he struggles against the Braves, four and two-thirds innings, four runs. All right, it's the Braves. They're tough. He wasn't awful. Throw it out. Then he gives you the brilliance on that Sunday early afternoon game against the Angels where he goes seven innings, one run, think he struck out nine guys, arguably David Peterson's best start as a major leaguer, or at least his best start this season, right? He now follows it up against Seattle. And I was very hopeful, like, okay, this could be the David Peterson turnaround. This could be where David puts it all together. And he gets through the first inning, gets a double play on Eshwenio Suarez, Gives up a home run to Teoscar Hernandez. They're down one nothing, Not the end of the world. And then in the third inning, not helped out by Brandon Nimmo because that was the Julio Rodriguez triple where Brandon Nimmo should have made the play. Peterson runs into trouble then. 
runs into trouble in the fourth, hits a guy in the fifth inning. Before you know it, David Peterson has thrown 77 pitches. It's the fifth inning. He's given up seven hits. He's given up four runs, and his ass is out of the game. Now, were there things that hurt him out of his control, specifically his defense? Sure. But four innings, four runs, ain't good. And that was the second start that we were hoping he was going to give in a row of David Peterson looking like, all right, I'm a lefty, I'm developing late, I'm putting it all together. So it was a discouraging start by Peterson. And overall, like I'm trying to have hope that, hey, could this guy be a factor in the rotation in 2024? And the answer continues to be no. He's not that young also. He's 30 years old. I thought he showed more promise out of the bullpen, but I thought the Mariner game on Saturday night in a lot of ways was disappointing. The whole game was disappointing. They're down 3 nothing. They come back. They're down 7-3. They come back. Adam, Adam Ottavino gives up a home run to J.P. Crawford. They're threatening to come back, and Daniel Vogelback doesn't have to run the bases. Like, that was... I know they won two out of three against Seattle, so I guess if you care about wins, which I still do, you should be happy about it. But in a lot of ways, that was a disappointing loss. Between David Peterson's struggles, between Adam Ottavino immediately giving up a home run, the Mets show all this fight offensively, coming back from deficits everywhere, to then lose. And then lose the way they did in the ninth inning of this game. 